Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Today we move into the fourth and the last point of our reflections on the Kerygma series, where we were speaking in parts about salvation history. The first was created, then captured, then rescued, and then today, response. And I want to reflect on this with a question you may have again seen in our reader board out front. What is our response to God's good news? The greatest news that has ever been uttered. What is our response to this invasion of the valley of darkness by the kingdom of light? By a baby in a manger. What should be our response? Knowing that our lives here are not futile and our captivity not inevitable. As we approach Christmas, we recognize that hope was born in the flesh in a manger 2,000 years ago. And when I think about it, the first thing that comes to mind, what can I do to respond, is one of thanksgiving. And it's kind of thanksgiving that, let me give you a story that might help. Some of you may or may not know that when I was in grade school, I struggled with math. And when I moved from Medford to the Tualatin Tigard area, I went to Tuality Junior High, and there I met two amazing math teachers, Mr. Hansen and Mr. McGrath, who team taught math. And finally, I was able to grasp algebra. And I continued on. And in fact, I continued on and graduated from Morgan State University with a master's in science in math education. Isn't that crazy, huh? And as I was teaching, I eventually ended my time, and it was brief in teaching, but it was the last one was at Tigard High School. And at the beginning of the year, as always happens at schools and school districts, all the teachers get together, and it's the development day. And I was there. And so was Mr. Hansen. There he was. Oh, my gosh. There he is. That's the one. It's him. Oh, my gosh. And I had to go over to see him. And I had to tell him my thanks. This is the guy. So I walked right up to him. I said, you probably don't know me. I'm Bill Holtzinger, but I was one of your, your students, and I was floundering until I took your class with Mr. McGrath. Thank you so much. I'm now a math teacher thanks to you. Can you imagine if you're a teacher and someone says that to you? And I was hoping, I mean, first of all, it was just coming out of me. I had to say this. But at the same time, I know that teachers don't always get any kind of accolades or thanks. Sometimes it's complaints, either from teachers or from parents. But I want to make sure that he knew that his effect in my life was to mirror something of his life. I was so grateful. So gratitude is a powerful thing. It affects our transformative and contagious. For another example, just this last week, last, not yesterday, but the week from Saturday, we had our communal reconciliation service. We had over 400 people there. And one of our vicariate priests was with us, and he had not been here to offer any sacraments until then. And so, afterwards, he was so moved by what he saw, he was so amazed by your gratitude for his presence, that he went to Deacon Brett and told him about this. 
And Deacon Brett went to other people and told them and told me, and now I'm telling you. Do you see this? It's contagious. It was awesome. And maybe, just maybe, we'll get that priest back. Huh? <laughs> and that's a little utilitarian on my part, but it doesn't matter. What a great thing. Thank you so much for being who you are, coming to that reconciliation service, humbling yourself to ask for forgiveness, and you transformed another heart of one of our priests. Now, as Christians, thankfulness is something that should be in us. It should be what we do. We should be people of gratitude. And in fact, I would like to propose it is the proper way to worship God. I mean, think about it. We come to Mass. In other words, the Eucharist, right? That word means thanksgiving. And even more, something a little more geeky, liturgically speaking, is the preface prayer. That's the prayer before the Eucharistic prayer. And it goes like this. Help me out. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Give thanks to the Lord our God. That is correct. It is right, and it is just. But do we ever think about this? We're kind of maybe like, maybe? Automatons. Kind of like, lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. No! No, no, no. The word right in the Latin is dignum, which means appropriate or suitable. But I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Because in Spanish, it is way more colorful. The word is, just, or the phrase is justo y necesario. The word necessary, you hear that? Necesario. Is this word necessary in our English language? And it could be understood as this. Indispensable, essential, even required or obligatory. So I was thinking, hmm, I wonder if this could be a litmus test for us as Christians. That our Christian faith is somehow connected to our Christian faith. The more grateful we are, the more deep our faith might be. I'm pondering because I don't know, have you ever bumped into a grumpy Christian and how, how good or bad they really were and actually trying to evangelize and encourage other people? Yeah, come join us. We're a bunch of grumpy people, right? No. So, the church herself proclaims this. We just said it. So, the church proclaims that we should be giving thanks for all that God has done. For it is proper and ultimately the best response of our faith, that is, to give thanks. And personally, I know this to be true because when I thank someone, I feel like, okay, it's a healthy outlet, like with Mr. Hansen. And I express my gratitude. But maybe you might be like me, I don't know, but when someone thanks me, that's hard. Right? We're tempted to say, oh no, it's, it's nothing. Donata. No. So I've learned not to say that. I, I say, thank you. You're, and you're welcome. But I even realized this was not enough. I still feel like I haven't, I haven't fully given back some measure. I'm, I needed to work on that. So as I pray and I think about this, I come to understand that I need to say also, with thank you or you're welcome, is praise God or thank God. Not because I'm churchy pious, but actually my, my instincts have told me and my prayer tells me that this is the way to give back. Now it's full. Now, here's the deal. It's like a, there's a circle of thanksgiving. It starts with God. He's the source of all thanksgiving. 
He pours his Holy Spirit into you and to me, and we are compelled freely to give thanks, and it feels good to do so, and then it goes to somebody else, and hopefully then we give it back to God somehow. That's, by the way, what happens at Mass. We're given the Eucharist. That's from God, right? The, all that the bread is comes from God, ultimately. And we ask the Holy Spirit to penetrate that and to become Jesus' presence. And what do we do? We lift it up into the air as a sign at the elevation of giving it back to God. So one I've been thanked, and I want to encourage you to consider this, say thank you or you're welcome and praise God. I know just kind of my warp and woof, I feel better because somehow I've now finally completed the loop and my thanksgiving now is complete. I feel better about this. So, I have some homework. No, oh, no, 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 not homework. Church work. I have some church work for you. <clears throat> you ready? Okay, so next week is Christmas. And we expect to receive many new people. And they may come here, this is their once a year time. Maybe they've come because they've been gone, maybe because of COVID, and now feel willing and ready to come back. Or maybe it's Christmas time. This is the time for their expression to celebrate the season. Or maybe, maybe they've been moved by just gratitude. Something's happened in their life, and they want to just give back to God some portion that has been given to them. And this is their response. But my question is, what is our response going to be, right? Because when they come... Will we be grateful? Will we be thankful? Will we be hospitable when they come? Because when, and not if they sit in your pew, you know, I can tell you, I, I know where my bun prints are. Where are yours? Eh? You're usually there. Check, check, uh-huh, check, right? Mark, you got to stay there, though, okay? Because we need the choir to go. And I'll do mine as well. But, Instead of getting angry, because we may be tempted, that's my pew. My response is like, really? Are you serious about that? <laughs> Give thanks that they've taken your spot. Right? Thank God there's somebody new or something different, huh? And then, or even before that, when you get into the parking lot and it is full, Right? Give thanks for such a good dilemma. Because there are a lot of dilemmas. Bad ones, good ones. This is a good one, right? There's a problem. That's a problem to have. The gosh, there's so many people in the parking lot. Oh my, right? So between now and then, have as your goal when you come, gratefulness. There will be many people coming who are carrying their brokenness, their hurts, their sadness, their baggage, who knows what. And maybe you will be too. But let us be people of thanksgiving when they come. Because this is how we evangelize. This is how we let them know that the joy is alive in our hearts because Jesus has done this. And we'll, we'll be naturally grateful. And when they come, we are better because of their presence. Because we're more full. Not just butts and pews, okay? It's not the deal, right? It's really us as a fuller communion of people. So, don't worry about who they are. Just be grateful they are here. In fact, can we possibly rejoice in what God has done? I mean, we can be really excited. Like, I'm really excited. Can you tell? My beavers won yesterday. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't just a win. It was a 30-3, to three, and it should have been 30-0. to zero. 
But the beavers were kind and compassionate, let him kick a field goal <laughs> with like, I don't know, 30 seconds to go, you know? And at least now the gators have an, un, you know, they have like many, many years without a, being shut out. I'm like, you know, okay. But why can't we be that excited about our faith? We should be because while the beavers won a bowl game and they got a pretty cool looking trophy with some glitz on it and bells and whistles, right? Um, who cares, right? I mean, think about it. What is the goal and what is the award, even if you have to say it that way, of our faith? It's more than any of that. It's eternal life, right? That trophy will tarnish someday or get dropped or who knows, get displaced and they'll go, oh yeah, remember that Las Vegas Bowl? They don't do that anymore. Who knows, right? But see, our joy should be the, because of the result of what God has done for us. Because in a thousand years, it'll be like we won the greatest gift ever. You know, and it comes from, what? A baby in a manger? That's what it starts? That's nuts, isn't it? I mean, God is crazy. Yeah, he is. Crazy in love for you and me. So with all these things in mind, may we put our gratitude into action as a gift, like a Christmas gift to each other for those who will come at Mass, those who we've not seen, those who are in our lives, those who are in our homes, and ultimately to God, who is the source of all thanksgiving. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.